Welcome back to episode 88 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we take a look back at one year of development in Decentraland. Next, we summarize how the NFT landscape will evolve. Then, how a sidechain is the right business decision. And finally, we break down what it takes to sell NFT art for $110,000. All right, let's listen in. What's up, Willis? It's good to be back. Good to be back in the studio. Yeah, man. Um, Just like every single week, we got a ton of shit to talk about, but this week... It's more like, let's focus on Decentraland, I suppose. Yeah. A, we, a lot has happened in Decentraland, at least. What did you think of that new map? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Maybe we should pull it up. We yeah. probably should have like got some tabs prepared before we started recording. No, but tabs are for noobs, dude. Yeah. We, we ad-lib. We, uh, this is like jazz. <sighs> yeah, fuck it, dude. Yeah, dude. We've been doing this long enough to where you, know, you guys trust us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, we know what we're talking about, I feel like. I don't know. And that's kind of why, like, for a good chunk of uh, our existence, we spent a lot of time covering Decentraland. We kind of drifted away a little bit. I mean, though, we're we're still actively devving and stuff, but, and attending all the events. But we don't cover it as deeply as we used to. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Uh, Just because so many things are happening outside of Decentraland that... Yeah. Well, because we recognize, like, exactly that. Like, there's a lot going on in DeFi that we're missing out on, so it's kind of like you don't want to have that tunnel vision. The same shit. Yeah. Well, we've, we've addressed this this fact of life before in the past, right? If you get too much tunnel vision, it's definitely, like, a recipe for success if you're trying to, like, create something great. But it's it's kind of limiting in this fact that you, you limit your, I don't know, understanding of what, what else is going on. Oh, absolutely. You know absolutely. I mean? Yeah, I mean... Uh, looking into other projects, it gives us perspective as to how good we have it in, in the one that we're working on. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's also what kind of what I want to focus on. Uh, to me, I consider this our one year anniversary show. Like, yeah, <laughs> not not literally. It's one almost year. one year. It's almost. Well, I mean, actually, technically, for us, it was one year in July yeah. when the beta dropped, and then I guess a big one year announcement would be after. A Halloween event because that's when we collected the most NFTs. That was when Decentraland had a little bit more legs under them. Remember yeah. last year? Remember Halloween? Yeah, but what happened after Halloween? What do you, what uh, you then? Then after <laughs> Halloween, I mean, there was like four months of like preparing pre- preparation for uh, for the, the actual, actual launch. launch. What Which, were we doing during those times? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> by that time, we already had like MetaZone. Like maybe it sold like one or two metas at that time, maybe yeah. no more than five. So Oscar was building the platform then, basically in that four month window. Because mm-hmm. uh, during the, ho- I don't even know, dude. Like when did we deploy Blockrunner for the first time? Um, it had to be during that four month window too, right? It was before the Halloween event. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude. Jeebus. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this is definitely not our one year anniversary. Then we we totally missed it. <laughs> well, it's- I would consider that moment like when we legitimately like uh are involved yeah as soon as block runner got deployed you know first thing happened I, I had to buy the land you know so that's not really being involved anybody could buy land right you're not involved until you're actually creating content yes i feel like, like that, that's the real metric here that everybody should follow or you know creating either creating content or engaging with that content so we didn't really officially do that i think until that block runner launched so yeah if you're saying it was before halloween then we're a little late <laughs> yeah a little late 
But I feel like during that Halloween era of 2019, that's whenever things were starting to really click for us. As far as like, okay, we got Block Runner deployed, but there's a platform missing, so we start working on MetaZone, shit mm-hmm. like that. And then exactly, we start making more games. I think uh, there was a game jam within that window too, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we made Pack Runner, and shit started popping off from there. And then before you know it, it's February 2020. COVID hits, but yeah. also Decentraland launches. So yeah, a lot of shit is unpacked and unraveled since then. So I think it's a good idea to kind of like reflect on, let's call it the one year of our journey in the metaverse. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so judging by this map, um, if you go back one year, it was, it used to be a bunch of squares, <laughs> right? Pixels. Yeah. So before we deployed Blockrunner, we didn't even know what Decentraland was going to look like, right? Like there was no, I mean, there might've been like hints of what like the, the actual virtual world was going to look like, but mm-hmm. really it was just like that 2D atlas that everyone's used to, right? You go into Decentraland, you press M, that's pretty much all we knew. Yeah. So you were definitely throwing darts at the board if you're uh, <laughs> participating in that land. So, you know, yeah. like nobody knew what was going to come of it. But yeah, so this is the latest rendition of what actually Decentraland is. And look, look at the Battlegrounds district. This is what it looks like now, and pretty soon it's going to change into the Ethermon district. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I wonder if this thing changes in real time. I don't know how often it updates, but yeah. man, I would imagine like every couple of days so there's like a little square update. Can you zoom in a little closer? Like get a little yeah. closer on this? So this is our tower right here. Let's, let's zoom into this. Oh my God, it's tiny, dude. Yeah, it's tiny compared <laughs> to everything. This And this is a two by two. Yeah, right? I mean... If really, you, it's not that small. Once you get in there, like, there's plenty of space. Like, a 2x2 two two is a pretty spacious estate, I feel like. And, and look how accurate like, it is, dude. That's the little platform within uh, Orb Jumper. Yeah. I mean, it's it has to be accurate. I think it's literally like just... Yeah, it's, it's like a drone shot. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like a Google Google satellite yeah, shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's uh, Battle Racers. Uh, dude, look at all them trees and, like, what are these little pink things? <laughs> what pink things? You don't see the pink things scattered all over oh. the world? Like, what uh, are those? Yeah, I don't know. Like rocks? I don't know. They're like flakes. Yeah. But this um, is, so, okay. So when we first started Decentraland, again, before we started MetaZone, <clears throat> there was definitely a lot less content. So it's good to see all this content starting to come about. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of green, but that's okay. Man. We're only one year in. <laughs> Dude, this is one year in. Dude, this is, like, exciting to see, like, yeah, the progress from the right? bird's eye view, like, what, what's been going on. Yeah, I mean, from this perspective, it doesn't. You can't really tell what anything is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, this. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know what anything was if you're flying above, you know, Los Angeles either. You know, it yeah, just looks like a sure. bunch of shit on the floor. <laughs> it's like a fucking <laughs> ant colony. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Let me see what the, the middle looks like. That's the, that's the most interesting to me. Uh, Central Plaza type area. Right there. That's it. Right there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Try and get all the four. Okay. Let's stay right there. Ooh, it's pretty empty. <laughs> yeah. Be- why? Because I mean, you had you had a parcel here. I mean, the, yeah, the game is still deployed there. Um, oh yeah, it's still deployed. Yeah. Not there. It's a little further to the left where that white square is. That's where. It oh, this is. this yeah, one right there. That's it. Huh. But this is the most valuable land in the central land we're looking at right now. If you are listening to this podcast, definitely jump into the YouTube and watch what we're looking at because it's, it's or actually... Or go to Decentraland.icu, right? Yeah, Decentraland.icu. Yeah, you, to, to see the map. Yourself. So it's an actual, like, if you ever played SimCity, uh, what's another thing you can correlate this to? This is SimCity. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, literally looks like uh, you're playing SimCity from this mode. Like, uh, It's pretty, pretty wild. Cool. This coordinate here is pretty much empty. Well, that's what I'm trying to, like... Uh, 
I can see Polygonal Mind is deployed. At t- you could just tell oh, right yeah. away, like his art style, like he has control of a lot of that land. Yeah, it's mostly just more like trees and stuff, but that's definitely his uh his domain. Stuff. Yeah, what's all that? Okay, Crypto Valley's obviously like it's packed. stacked, dude. Yeah, Crypto Valley, they're running out of plots. I think they only have like a few left. So yeah, uh, you could okay the soccer stadium. You could tell it's iconic. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Dude, I, I don't think I've ever been to this side of town. What really? is this? Who is Q? It's upside down. Oh, okay. See, this is interesting, too. Let, let, you know, people with builds, I wonder if this is going to be like a new added value to roof roof space, you think? You, it could be, but man, even a two-by-two two is so small, like you couldn't... It's hard to read. Yeah, you couldn't make this out. It'd have to be like a larger estate that just really pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like this, you could really send a message... What would you put up there? Like Coca-Cola? Like, uh, did you vote? <laughs> like Trump 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? It's, um, it reminds me a lot of the sandbox. Oh, okay. Now where are we? We're in Ethereum. Oh, this, yeah, this is the district. Wow. This is like a massive, massive district. Yeah, this is pretty huge. Like this, this is... keeps going and going and yeah. going. I'm zooming out and <laughs> it's still not finished. That has to be it right there. That's wild, man. Dude, they got imagine, so much face. Imagine this guy right here. The owner of this parcel. Yeah. What do you do there? It's like, what? what is this? A hot dog stand? <laughs> I don't know. What do you put there, dude? Hot dog stand. I don't know. Just a black hole. Yeah, so... Take you to another metaverse. <laughs> we're just going through this new update from Decentraland. I don't know how deep they're going to add this to the game. Because right now you have to go to a separate website to see this. Yeah. Uh, so this is not like an in-game map. And, I mean, how useful is this? I'm not sure. Like, in terms of in-game... Um, I mean, aesthetically, it's it's useful. It's it's eye candy. It looks good. I I think the main purpose is to show the progress so far. That's what it, I've taken away from it. Because if it, it's every hard, little yeah. square had its own like unique uh, like deployment, mm-hmm. you would know that there's like some action happening. Yeah. And so this for this to be a year, I would say this is like making a lot of progress. I agree. I agree. Because if you if you zoom out and you look at what Decentraland the team owns, it's the Genesis Plazas, right? Probably the most densely packed and well-designed areas of Decentraland, mm-hmm. but they're a mere fraction of the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, probably less than 10% of the whole thing. Yeah, barely 10%. I would guess. This is, looks like Vegas District. Oh, my God. They got a lot of building left to do, too. Yeah. I wonder why everything's so scattered around. I wonder if they have, like, a layout already planned for the whole district. And, you know, they're just waiting for resources to come about to, like, build the rest. That's why everything is, like, scattered around. Yeah. Maybe. Because you would think you would kind of, like, build everything next to each other just to kind of, like, uh, you know, incentivize, like, foot no, traffic. No, what, like- what happens is the reason why it's kind of scattered is because different people own different oh, sections right. of the district. So right. one guy deploys something, another guy would deploy something else. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's why it's separate. But this illustrates the problem with districts. It's extremely hard to come up with a concept to deploy on a, you know, a thousand parcel land, 6,000 parcel land. Like, what do you deploy? And so the fact that Ethermon took over a district and is now has the full rights to deploy whatever they want on it. I mean, that's saying a lot because that's that's probably one of the biggest content contributors in Decentraland right now, Ethermon. And now they have a district and they're going to put on a full-on game within that district. And of course, it's going to play alongside all the different metas that people own for Ethermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, only thing available in Decentraland just to get, if you're anticipating this district, is interacting with <coughs> these metas that are already deployed, which one just got deployed recently. 
few days ago. The egg nest. Yeah, the egg nest. Man, it's going really well. Yeah. So that one just deployed on Monday. Today's Thursday, October Mm -hmm. 22nd. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, let's say, I think there's eight parcels or eight uh, landowners who deployed it. And as soon as it launched, man, it was weird. So many people came in and bought eggs. Yeah. And and so far we've sold over 50 eggs in, right. in a few days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's... So the goal right now is like everyone's... I mean, all, all the 18 months are great, but right now the one to strive or at least hope for is Yarmio, right? Yarmio, yeah. I don't think this is Yarmio, but it looks very similar to this one. Yeah, that that's definitely not Yarmio. It's definitely like a dog-like, you know, hound-like creature. It's a cat. It's a cat? Yarmiao. Dude, but it, it don't look like no cat. It's, it's definitely a cat, dude. <laughs> well, it's an ethermon. It's like a it's a it's like a it's, hybrid animal. It's a digital internet-like creature, so you, you can call it a cat, but yeah. maybe it just has like cat-like like attributes, but it's not a cat. You know what I mean? Well, I mean it's Yarmiao, so whatever, dude. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine it would be a, let's pull up a, a feline. Picture. Let's pull up an image of Yarmiao so that people right. know what the fuck we're talking about. Dude, let's see if Google even recognizes what, what a Yarmiao, Yarmiao is. I bet you it does, dude. There it is, dude. dude, dude wow, dude, Google's all on that shit, dude. I'm glad like wow. porn didn't pop out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. I'm seeing more cat now. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. That's, that's a cat. Dude, why did I think that was a dog? What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so it's look, a cat. Look at the evolutions of it, though. Yeah. See, this is the crazy shit. Like, that's pretty sweet. You made a pretty good comment in the Discord today. Like, Ethermon is, like, not even scratching the surface of, like, how deep this game can go. Yeah. I mean, they're really not. And I think that's why, I mean, there's there's definitely some people catching on, like, to the early waves of it, of, like, uh, <coughs> you know. Your tweet made it on Trends Map. What is Trends Map? I don't know what this is. <laughs> Let's find out. In, oh, they're, they're just uh, curating tweets, I suppose. Badass. That's your tweet, dude. Oh, I, yeah, I guess, it, I guess it is. Okay. Well, so, so that's what Yarmiao looks like in world, basically. So mm-hmm. that's what everyone's trying to get because if you're lucky enough to find one of the 30, I think that are ever going to be in existence in Decentraland, I'm pretty sure. I'm not really 100% sure on that, but yeah, currently there's only 30 at, at uh, claimable. But if you get one of the 30, you're going to get special access to, like... <clears throat> Probably the rarest features within the the district that's going to be built. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if 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 you're planning on really immersing yourself into this Ethermon verse, the universe, I definitely recommend you trying to get your hands on the army out. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That district, you know, it's it's like it's like uh, getting attuned to a dungeon. If anybody used to play World of Warcraft back in the day, you a had tune? attuned, attuned, attuned. Oh. Yeah, like when when WoW would launch like a new dungeon. Yeah. There's there's like a a process before the launch of that dungeon that a player would have to go to to get attuned, you know what I mean, in order to get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. are you laughing, dude? What the fuck? Oh, what the shit. fuck, dude? That's good stuff, dude. That's what you missed out on, dude. Oh, Fucking watching all that gay Marvel comic shit and stuff. Dude. I was over there getting attuned in WoW. Oh, that's funny, dude. You, you, you were working to get attuned. I was attuned, man. So, was, so what does that mean? It just gives you access to more like dungeons and like. Well, you get into the the the, be- the better dungeons, so that means you get to kill the better mm. mobs. They give you the better loot. Yeah, therefore for sure. you get more powerful. Therefore, you're the shit. Yeah, yeah. And flex. Wow. Well, yeah, flex. But ultimately, it's got utility, right? Like the better loot makes you do more powerful shit, so you can, you know, yeah, progress at a much quicker pace in comparison yeah. to the rest of the people who aren't willing to put in that work to get attunement. You for feel sure. me? For sure, for sure. That makes sense. I mean, it's just part of the gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Uh, what I'm noticing here in this district, 
If this is a district, I don't know. I think, I think it, it is. is. That's the Dragon City, I think. But notice, they start making content from the outside in. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. That's kind of what I was anticipating. Like, <clears throat> So this tells me that there's less hands involved in this district, I guess, because it seems more coordinated. I, w- I would think so. As if like one person is deciding like what to build. You know what I mean? They might have like a better structure in terms of, hey, if you make something cool, we'll deploy it for you and then you just deploy it on yeah, some part, true. right? Yeah. Ow. But that uh, that's the the big square is like their plaza, right? Or it's just like the big... So I think when Ethermon starts building out their district, it's going to look like that at the beginning. Like there's going to be a central... No, no, there. No, I know. I know up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I think I think when Ethermon, it's not gonna, it's gonna come in pieces, is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure, like yeah. all districts do, but they have a plan for the whole thing. I can I can vouch for them. Yeah, <laughs> like they literally have a whole. Like, yeah, these plan. guys, man, they're working on Ethermon. That's it like, right there, right? That's the district. Yeah, this is a district. Yeah, pretty pretty nice chunk of land. Yeah, it is. I mean, <clears throat> this map is sort of deceiving because everything is so tiny. But man, you drop yourself in here, it's gonna take you a quite a, a good minute to get across this whole thing. Maybe even more. Nah, yeah, no, no, longer than a minute. Maybe, yeah. Just do like a nice little hypotenuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hypotenuse. Right? That's the hypotenuse, right? Yeah, the yeah, corner, that corner. is. She, yeah. any, I've just been a while, dude, since I've been in school. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, well, this is interesting. I want to go here. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so what else has been going on in Decentraland? Um, so I, I guess just to kind of think through the week, uh, we, we had a token talk. With Maddie, DCO blogger. Well, before that, we had a fashion show launch. Oh, that's too, right, where we, Our wearables collection. Along yeah, with we need like, to debrief on that because. Yeah. So we recorded the whole thing, and uh, I, I was already getting complaints of how shaky it was. Because yeah. because first of all, we we're recording it. Second, the zoom doesn't give you fidelity at yeah. thirty frames per second at True. all. True. Maybe it gives you like ten or fifteen frames per second. True. Which is technically all you need for like a conversation, but nonetheless, it's not good for gameplay. Yeah, I got I got DMs from people like asking like, dude, like upgrade like, your yeah, computer. Yeah, what's wrong with your shit, man? Like, you know, cuz it was from my point of view, right? So they all assumed yeah. my computer was like just a straight dyno. Yeah. But it's not. And like we run I mean, your your view was smooth. Oh yeah, butter. Straight butter. See, I mean, we could improve this, but you would have to record your video, then you have to send it over and then I would have to splice it in. <laughs> True. And so. then and then you're not potentially recording our faces is like dude it's it's quite a hassle agreed i definitely wasn't recording the faces but yeah <laughs> yeah so but the event overall i think a success i mean well it was definitely not a success okay yeah for sure technically it wasn't the fact that creators made cool content yes definitely a success it's a success in the sense that i it proved a lot to me i mean it's, yeah. it proved what i already knew like right and i think it proved what everybody is kind of hoping for because it's kind of like the whole experiment we're doing here is whether or not the community is capable of that's right of creating cool stuff creating the content needed for this uh for this world to thrive right yeah because in other words in other words like in a more centralized traditional models and like a game company could do this you know, build this this whole world, and then they create all the content themselves with like a big multi million dollar budget, and then blam, we got this new MMO type world. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. they just monetize like any traditional game would. You yeah, know, selling skins, selling whatever the fuck. Yeah, like you know, forty dollars per per game. Whoever wants to play in it. Yep. But we're not doing that. <laughs> it's free to play. There's no cost except for you know to claim your name, <laughs> and you don't even yeah. have to do that. Yeah, which is a hundred mana. Yeah. And uh, even the Ethermon game is free to play. 
they'll give you a free ethermon so you can go and like yeah level it up yeah i think that's definitely like a precedent that's going to continue like you don't want to have too much barrier to entry for anyone to play like including like us chrono zombies we're going to have free to play mm-hmm. uh, aspects to it like of course there's going to be a you know pay aspect to all these games and experiences that you know the people who are going to invest their money into these game experiences they're going to progress a little quicker they're going to get rewarded for mm-hmm. that and then in return for that investment, it should produce it should produce valuable you know digital assets in return. Whether it's a wearable, it's some kind of like weapon NFT, yeah, or maybe like some cryptocurrency down the line. We don't you know it's still being developed. You know what I mean? But yeah. In Ethermon's case, you know, you're spending money to to have an Ethermon that stands out. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you got to remember these are actual NFTs. Yeah. And if you get two Kiaris, those two Kiaris are going to be different from each other in terms of attributes. Yeah. So they have their own uniqueness. They have their own, um, I, I, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Perfectness. The, mm. the perfection. The perfection in each Ethermon is going to be different. Okay. And so you could get lucky getting an Ethermon where, where it's completely perfect. It's completely perfect. And if you upgrade it to level 50 or level 100, whatever the max cap is, I mean, that's going to be extremely valuable just because those are extremely rare. Yeah. And we're, we're taking the similar approach with Corona Zombies with our weapons. Yeah. Right? There's going to be a level of perfection of each weapon. Definitely. And so uh, those are going to be the rare ones. I, and, I, and I think a free-to-play game where you're collecting assets that you can freely upgrade without necessarily spending money, you're just going to spend a lot of time, Yeah, is a good exchange of time and value. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's why we're so excited about NFTs. I mean, a lot of people are excited about NFTs now. But I think a lot of people aren't like tuned in to what's no, happening definitely here. Not. Definitely you know not. I mean? Definitely not. I think because it's not obvious yet. It's it's so it's like it's like st- it's, it's it's fluid. It's, it's it's not intuitive. You know, it's not as intuitive as something like art. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if art is intuitive. It, it is. Like, how can you misunderstand what an art piece is? A weapon is? perfection is intuitive to me. Like, if you have, if you and I have both rifles. Okay. And one has a better perfection than the other. Okay. You already know that the one that's more perfect is more valuable. Yeah, but see, the, the, the non-intuitive comes intuitiveness comes from like okay yeah you're presenting me with these weapon assets right but then i gotta like i gotta figure out whether or not i give a fuck about these weapons in the first place you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like i but gotta then i gotta find say, out like what's being what, what's the game these weapons belong you to you can say the same thing about art but not really it's c- completely like, subjective it is but that's what i'm saying but it's 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 easier to like you know to put your finger on whether or not you know i like it or i don't like it it's literally like okay face value you know what i mean yeah but look that at doesn't it. even matter whether you like it or not some people perceive value in it and that's more than enough you need to know yeah to, to desire well, it. it yeah i mean in art i think more than anything the art itself isn't really that important it's it's more like who who made it well right? yeah that's for sure yeah, I, I suppose. It's, it's like we got uh, Jose Delbo and the other guy named Trevor Jones. Exactly. Yeah, so I think a couple of days ago, uh-huh. right, uh, Trevor Jones made this art piece based on Jose Delbo's drawing of Batman. Yeah. And I mean, it dude. sold for 305 Ethereum. Yeah. And that's like $110,000. Yeah. Ho- okay, Jose Delbo, again, if is this just some other guy like replicating Marvel art? Yeah, that's a good point. Not going to sell. But it's, a there's, a ho- there's a name attached to it that has, like, legacy as- as- attached to it. Like, this guy, he's an OG. Yeah. So there's value to that. There's brand power behind that. And uh, we've had discussions with, like, 
people deeply, like the freaking grandson, Clark Kent, you know, like yeah. there's actual legal backing behind all this stuff too. Yeah. Apparent, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Like, for uh, sure. like they've worked out the legality cause this is like a potential, like a, you know, copyright type stuff, but they, you know, they've done all the due diligence necessary to start, you know, making this type of content. So there's value in that too. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. A lot of value. Cause that 100%. means like not anyone can just like whoever purchased this has like that. Yeah, anybody anybody can make a Batman drawing, but yeah. when it's licensed, when there's like legal backing, yeah, it you has don't have to worry about freaking some corporate entity yeah. knocking on your door. Like I'm seizing this asset because it's yeah. you know. Well, even if they try, they could use. Why not? Oh, because of the blockchain shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I and mean, that's why we do this. <laughs> right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but they can still raise hell about it. Which they could. I, I think like we should be doing more like. Nif- I don't want to call it nefarious, but like more like uh, pushing the boundaries, rebellious type shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like uh, I'll give an example. Frankie, uh, he was he was tiddling with the idea of potentially um, like live streaming like a UFC event oh. in Central Land. Oh yeah, which goes down in a couple of days. I'm wondering if he's actually going to do it or not. But huh. it's that's definitely not. Uh, well, you know what? The NBA Finals, every football game, every baseball game, every single professional sports is streamed online for free somewhere. Yeah, but not like nah, not nah, fair use. Like it's you know. not fair use. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, but dude, these guys need to change their business model. Yeah, they need. And uh, dude, who pays for cable these days? Not me. Not neither do I. Yeah, and I would figure most people. Uh, at least our generation and younger yeah. are not paying for cable. Yeah, fuck that. And and so these these institutions like ESPN and NBC and all these guys like hosting these games, they have contracts right with with these organizations. Yeah, they need to completely change that and support the internet culture. Oh yeah, right. Pay per like let's say the Houston Rockets. I like to watch basketball. Uh-huh. I could pay to watch every single game whether I'm in Houston or in China, like because I have access to the internet. That's how it should be. Yeah. So. They don't have some kind of subscription. No, they model? don't. No, they they have like a similar thing. Okay, but if you're like out of the like zone, dis- zone or district, whatever they call it, yeah. you can't watch certain games. Really? Yeah, interesting. It's ridiculous. It's and it's because of the licensing with yeah, yeah with yeah, all yeah. these like um, broadcasters. Yeah. Well, I I agree with you. And so so to your point, we do need to push the boundaries so they can see the data and say, look. We got millions of people watching our stuff online. In like a virtual world. Let's do what Steve Jobs did and just make it easier for these people to access that data instead of going to these stupid ad like written sites to watch the football game. I agree. I mean, and this is is straightforward. And you can use NFTs to gain access to the Rockets or whatever team that you follow. Like if you have an NFT on your account, boom, you get access to the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. And then every single year, it's like an NFT Rocket 2020. I get to watch every single game with that wallet. Like a freaking... Uh, and then next year, I have like to buy 2021. Season pass? Yeah, like a season pass. Yeah. Dude, come on, man. Dude, And Then that starts adding no, up because then like everyone's going to follow that model. Then you have to just be exactly. paying season passes everywhere. Then like... But I guess that's okay. You can just pick and choose what you want to watch, right? Like, yeah. Dude, I'm not even, interested can, in the NBA, so I'm not buying that fucking season pass. Rockets versus Lakers. They they battle each other four times. You can buy four NFTs to watch those games. <laughs> Come on, man. That I, makes, I, that makes I, sense. I guess, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is let, let's start pissing these people off. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. For, for reasons of, like, it's going to bring a, a, contentious yeah. debates about, like, oh, there's a new technology out. It's this thing called the metaverse. There's these weird fucking people, fringe yeah. of the internet. Logging into these characters and like you know they're all in this world together, looking at some screen, 
yeah. and it's it's displaying content that like the the owner of this this content is not you know paying royalties for mm-hmm. or like whatever the fuck kickback you need to pay to the uh, to these big corporate entities in order to display their content. Yeah. Dude, think about it. Let's say you have one of these <laughs> NFTs for just one game, right? Mm-hmm. But it happens to be like a a record breaking game. Yeah, like that NFT itself that you hold could have some value. Yeah, like someone you know down the line may want to have this NFT and they'll purchase that NFT just for the sake of owning that that game like memorabilia, a, like a moment or what? Like a, well, not necessarily a moment, but the actual ability to see that game. But it's just like a relic oh, see, in time, I see, I see. right? It's just like a like memorabilia. Yeah, interesting. I mean, dude. I, I mean, is, aren't they doing that with music, kind of? Like, music NFTs are starting to become a thing. I haven't looked into it, but I heard about it. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand part. either. Like I don't, the see, technical aspect of that, because <laughs> music can be consumed whether you have an NFT or not. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, and that's the same the thing, thing with art, you know? It's yeah, like, exactly. I was about to say that. And that's the hilarious that, like, when I find out about these things, it's like, look, there's this new, he's like a, an artist, a musician. He's starting to come out with something. It's like a visual 30-second clip yeah. of, like, some cool scene, and it's got, like, some unique musical content that he produced, and he caked it into this 30-second, yeah. like, sh- snippet. And oh, yeah, he I know turned, what you're He turned about. it into an NFT, and people are buying this thing for, I don't know, let's say thousands of dollars, like, collectively. This artist just generated yeah. revenue for himself by selling this. Yeah, but within this tweet is like ten thousand views for this thing that apparently has value to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that means yeah. that means all those people who just watched that thirty second snippet, they didn't have to pay a dime to enjoy that content. Yeah, but so it, even though what you're saying is true, I don't know if that's what it, this is about. It's about well, clearly that's not what it's about. It's, it's like art. You you go to a museum to see art. You don't really own the art, even though you sure. saw it. Yeah. So and I think because you own it, that's that's the reason why people are willing to pay thousand dollars for this stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, so that's a good point. When yeah. it's so when it's, it's a PNG and a GIF, or I mean, I see like your, we saw it today. We were at an event. It was the Whip Meetup, and within the the actual venue we were at was that hundred thousand dollar Batman yeah. painting. That's right on display. So I was like, oh yeah. shit, this must be, like the guy who built this venue must own this NFT. Yeah. Nope, yeah, no. <laughs> not at all, dude. It's just somebody displaying it. You know, yeah. But when you click on it, it, it takes it, you to the actual. It owner. takes you to the account of the guy who actually paid a hundred plus thousand dollars yeah. to own it. Like when it says who owns it, yeah, his name is there. Yeah. So that's what he's paying for. It, that it seems it. it seems so underwhelming <laughs> to see the text of the name. Yeah, right. Max Stealth. He paid for like ten. Yeah, exactly. Ten characters. Yeah. basically, he paid six figures for ten characters. Yeah. to be displayed on that. Uh, yeah, on on the OpenSea page. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, it, it, you know, I mean, I mean, everybody. Well, most badass. <laughs> those people who are like attuned. Yeah, attuned to the NFT space, they probably know who Max Stealth is now. True. That's the guy who spent 100K on an NFT art. That's that fucking guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's that fucking guy. Yep. Uh, he's, he broke the uh, record, man. He's the first six-figure NFT purchaser. Yeah. And then uh, Anorak got lucky. He got one of those top-shot NFTs for Zion Williamson, yeah. and uh, he sold that for... Like roughly 10 G's. Oh, was it 10 G's? Yeah, roughly. Damn. He made, he made bank off of that fucking... Jeez. And then it was Pranksy who bought it. Yeah. And he was praising about being like the biggest top shop sale, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> 
He was it's, like, it's definitely was bragging. Game. Yeah, it's it's a game I can't like uh, I can't we, empathize with. I get, or like I yeah. can't I can't. This is a rich man's game. Yeah, because I'm nowhere near that realm of existence, so I don't know what that's all about. You know what I mean? Like uh, people like Maddie and others who are like much more enthusiastic about the art space. It makes sense to me. Yeah, logical sense because they can actually participate in this stuff and like to where it doesn't like hurt their livelihood. Right? They could spend. Tens of thousands of dollars and speculate on this art. So yeah, it's definitely a rich man's game. Yeah, like the barrier to entry to that space is a little absurd. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> I mean, there's cheap art out there too. I mean, there's you know from lesser known artists. Yeah, I mean, you can buy one for like point one ETH, and then eventually yeah, sell like, it that's for like what rare. Yeah, that's like what Rarible's for. Yeah. Rarible has like that more like that everyman art, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of like the point. It's like a, it, it's onboarding. People with creative potential to produce art, and mm-hmm. then people are allowed to speculate on it. You could find some artist who's like, yo, this guy's kind of cool. You know, maybe he's got, like, a little bit of social media present. He just makes some kooky videos from time to time. Who knows? Maybe sometime yeah. in the future, like, he'll become this famous fucking artist type person. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I bought his early piece, so it might be worth 20 Gs in the future, and I spent t- 20 bucks on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's the gamble you take. I mean, you took a picture of one of our Pokemon cards. And you yeah. tweeted it out, and it got some traction. And everybody else was like posting their own Pokemon cards. Yeah, you've been seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'm surprised by how many people weren't aware. Like Pokemon is like hot fire right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, when we bought that card, we knew it was going to be valuable. Yeah. But it was like one of those things where you you have to buy it and like forget about it. And I mean, it looked. It took That's literally years. what you did. It took 20 years for it to be like, you know, 5,000 bucks. Yeah. It took me coming over here being like, dude, you heard about this Pokemon thing? Like, and you're like, what? Oh, what? One I was of like, these? Oh, I forgot I have one of these. Like, and then you reach into the closet and like, <laughs> big ass plume. <laughs> big ass plume. You hear the dust. Jumanji soundtrack? <laughs> exactly, dude. Fucking like, what is that dinosaur box, dude? Yeah. You like open it. It looks like a like a normal toolbox. It's yeah. very deceptive of you, dude. Good, yeah, yeah. good, good box selection. Hell yeah, dude. A thief would never think twice <laughs> to look into that motherfucker. But there's like thousands of dollars worth of valuable collectibles in there. You got yep. basketball shit in there too. That's right. That's right. Cool. You might as well like stack like whenever you get like mega wealthy, like just throw some cash in there. Some, oh, for some, sure, some gold nuggets. Yeah, man. I said if my house ever catches on fire, that's the first thing that I I go and grab. Yeah. See, my dumbass did the opposite. Like whenever I had some money, he's like, I'm gonna buy a fucking most the most obvious looking briefcase in the world, and like that's where <laughs> I'm gonna put all my valuables. Like the most obvious thing. Yeah. Like where anybody was like, there's definitely some shit worth some money in there. Right. It right, would have right. been right, <laughs> but. All that's gone. It's, gone. <laughs> it's an empty briefcase now. There's nothing <laughs> in that bitch. All that's in there is my fucking ledger, dude. Your ledger, yeah. My ledger. I mean, yeah. that's valuable, too. It, it used to be valuable. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is basically dust it's now, dust, dude. yeah. Shit. Oh. Rough times, boys. Rough times. Yeah, man. We're trying to <laughs> trying to stay above water. It's, it's tough out here. It is tough out here. So, that, 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 so speaking of rough waters, yeah. I don't know. A few months back, it was a little difficult to, like, sustain, I guess, our our activities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still is, but I don't know. I feel like uh, sentiment's changing a little bit. Like, uh, Well, you know what? I, it's, <sighs> it's Even though it's changing, we got to be prepared, man, because this NFT wave is coming. Yeah. And like I said, and, you know, I've already said this a number of times, all NFT platforms are going to have an ERC-20 token. So will we, and every single platform platform will eventually be on a side chain. Yeah, you're 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 really harping d- 
deep on the side chain stuff. Absolutely. For it, good reason. It's, it's uh, I mean, if you are a business, as uh, you should think about life, because even if you have a job, you have money coming in, it's, it's about the flow of money in versus the flow of money out. And the difference is either the profits or your debt. Yeah, right. 100%. And so when you look at it from a business standpoint, when you're when you're running an NFT business is it is cheaper to run an NFT business on the side chain. Therefore, every single project will be on the side chain. You're right. That's that's my logic. It's just a business decision. It's a sound business decision. There's a little bit of a uh, friction, but friction uh, on addition. the front end for the user. Yeah. But crypto is already friction. Yeah, there's already friction now. If the user is buying NFTs without any fees and like deploying and like sending it to each other without any fees, dude, that friction is like eliminated. But what we, over time we could eliminate that friction much easier, I think, than we, what we would without a side chain. You know what I mean? Meaning like yeah. I, I've already we've already seen demos of it with that Poap machine. Oh. Like, well, Poap and then uh, Nifty Inc. Yeah, I mean, this is dude, this is great UI, great user interface, great. Everything. Yeah. Great experience. Yeah. And it, it makes things uh, intuitive to the <clears throat> user. You know, it's like click, click to buy and done. Yeah. Click to you know, own. Yeah. It's yours. And then everything's handled on the side chain. And yeah. I mean, yeah, we still have to figure out all the ins and outs of the stuff. But yeah, the bridges are coming. The bridges. Are coming. <laughs> the bridges <laughs> literally are being built. You know, yeah. XDI is working on one. I'm sure Matic is too. Yeah. Where like you know it it should work itself out, but I, I think you're 100 percent right. Side chains is is the you know and then our best hope. It's tough because Vitalik keeps talking about ETH 2.0, and all this week I've been hearing about how ETH 2.0 is going to launch this week or something like that. Yeah, and even though it might launch this week, let's assume that it does. It's Thursday, by the way, and it launches. That's not necessarily going to solve the gas problem right off the bat. No. So then what do you do as a business? Like, do you just like wait it out or, or what? And you brought up a good point too, is that there's a debate amongst developers and creators, at least in Decentraland, whether you should make content be on chain or make it make your content off chain to avoid the gas fees as much as you can. Yeah. And you made the argument that if it's off chain, there's less incentive to buy this content because there's no cryptographic ownership. Yeah. And that cryptographic ownership sort of kind of comes along with these gas fees, especially, I mean, obviously. But there is cryptographic ownership, though, isn't there? It's just a side chain ownership. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, it, what, that's the what, problem, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the problem is there's just the appreciation for that is, is ground zero currently. Like, yeah. it's just not a, it's not a recognized, Somebody, as recognized as something like being on the Ethereum. See, this is this is why I wish I was a developer. Uh-huh. Because... You have to set the precedents first. You have to be the first guy to jump in and do it and showcase yeah. like its use case. Kind of like well, MetaZone. Yeah. If we pitched MetaZone to anybody, any investor, doesn't matter who it was, we pitched we if we were to pitch MetaZone, this thing would not get funded. <laughs> I mean at all. Yeah. And yeah. we just built it because we knew it was needed. Yeah. Now, is it sustainable? It's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and think about it. I mean, we're, we have 30% margins and it's still not sustainable. I mean, yeah. it's sort of we're depending on Decentraland to bring up their DAUs, which on average this week has been above 1,000 DAUs. Yeah. So that's, that's really good. That's that's a milestone in itself. Yeah. And I think uh, like, like we've already identified earlier in this pocket, like progress is being made. And so uh, you can only assume and, and it's NFT awareness continues to grow and NFT mania and it's a 
NFT fever uh, officially kicks in, which could happen in a year, maybe two, who knows? Uh, it all depends on like how, like, you know what? I'm thinking it's going to be very similar to if you go back to 2017, right after Bitcoin went to 20,000 and it started going down a few days later within the week, all the altcoins, including Ethereum, they, they hit their all time highs. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm thinking, what I'm going to predict is as soon as people start to do their sell offs, they're going to be buying all kinds of NFTs. alternate content. Yeah. And it's going to be NFT <laughs> digital content. And because, then that's I when mean, they're all holding a bunch of digital currencies. And, and let's be real, like uh, a lot of these digital currencies, including Bitcoin, have no real world uh, application to them, meaning like not many merchants mm. accept them. Right now, PayPal have made the big news. Like they're, they're. I think they're becoming like a like a holding platform essentially. But that doesn't mean any new merchants are going to accept it, right? Well, uh, I think if you accept PayPal as a merchant, then inherently you kind of accept Bitcoin. But even then, like it was, uh, it was Eric from Ethermon who brought this up. We actually looked into the fine print of PayPal and their whole Bitcoin endeavor. Yeah, and it turns out that. When you own Bitcoin on PayPal, you don't actually own any Bitcoin and you can't send Bitcoin to that account and you can't send anyone else Bitcoin. There you go. So then what is it? It's just a splash from PayPal to, to be in the in the conversation. Okay. And maybe Bitcoin enters into the zeitgeist of more, yeah. more people. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's that. But my point is like, <clears throat> you're right. Whenever this, uh, so the money is going to enter the crypto space the way it always has. It's going to enter through Pretty Bitcoin. Much. At first, for the most part, it's yeah. going to funnel through altcoins, and you're right. Once once that exhausts and people are looking for escapes, it makes sense to go with the actual like application for these cryptocurrencies. In a lot of cases, going to be NFT platforms, mm-hmm. including ourselves, because if they implement these like these side chain with like the bridges already built into it, incorporated them, where it's like the ease of transfer from crypto to crypto is like instant and feeless. Yeah, which is literally like what's being built right now on XDAI. It makes sense to store your assets into something like a, like a digital collectible, because a lot of people did that, <clears throat> like you said during 2018, and for with the land stuff, and uh, they they made a killing. If if at minimum, if if you would have escaped into like digital land, you at least didn't lose as much as you would have lost with uh you know holding onto your crypto. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming the same is gonna happen here. What are you looking up? I'm trying to find that art piece just to show it. Um, I mean, I keep forgetting that, you know, now that we're together, we can actually see stuff. Yeah. Like while we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is not going to work. I don't think it's on. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not. Oh, <laughs> what are these? You're badass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's crypto, like low poly. Crypto assault. She. We should just. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, just look up uh, Jose Delbo and. Trevor Jones? Yeah. It should pop. There it is. Yeah, but I want to... Where is it? <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be tough to find. What are you looking for exactly? The actual art. The uh, the animation, dude. Oh. Oof. You might have to like look through Twitter or something like that. Okay. <clears throat> Bear with us, folks. Uh, we're just going through some uh, search stuff. Some live search action. Which, yeah, we haven't done in a while. Delbo. Yeah, I'm sure it's d- through his history. No. Negative, negative, negative. Here it is. Well, that's Maddie's reaction. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. It has audio? Yeah, dude. That's part of the NFT is the audio? Yeah. The whole video is the NFT. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow.
Yeah, so what you're listening to is somebody actually painting this or doing this art either digitally or... I mean, you're literally watching every stroke. Yeah. Every stroke of uh, paint. So first he like stencil drew it with like a pencil. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like an actual stencil, but he just drew it by hand maybe in pencil. Now he's over yeah, it's taking layer. layers and layers of different colors of paint. Yeah. Like 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 an artist would, right? See, I don't know if this is like digital paint or actual paint. Regardless, I don't know if it matters or not because it's a digital piece, right? So unless there's a physical piece attached to it that the guy also bought, mm-hmm. that would be pretty dope. Yeah, there it is. And moves. Oh, it animates. Dude. That's pretty cool. $110,000 for that experience, folks. <laughs> Holy Toledo's. When you put it like that, it's a little bonkers. Yeah. But like okay, so let's let's uh analyze this piece of art. Like do, is do you think that art was like is, is something <sighs> worth it? Like I don't know anything about this Trevor Jones guy, honestly. Only thing I know about him is he made the Bitcoin Bull art piece that also broke records maybe like a few months ago. Yeah. So I guess again, I think I think people are just associating this new piece of art is with an already popular artist. I don't know the history of this guy, and I shouldn't like talk shit. I don't think I am talking shit. I'm just there's got to be other artists who could either do exactly what he yeah. just did or better, is what I'm saying. So it's not like the technicality of the art is like so complex and like only he could achieve such like masterful art artistry, right? Yeah, like that's not what's no, happening here for sure. Yeah, hundred percent can't be like yeah. I, I, my initial reaction when I saw that is like, man, it's like I might be able to take a shot and like make something semi like in the <laughs> realm of like looking like that. You know what I mean? Give yeah. me like a few months. I think your artistic ability has absolutely nothing to do with your ability to sell art. Okay, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Because this, is, nothing this is good. It's is good. it is it like the best I've ever seen Batman in? Probably not. No. Yes. Not at all. It can't be. <laughs> yeah. It can't be. But there's something more to this that... It, yeah, there's it, something something else. This The intangible aspect of this. I think it, it's because of like... I don't know. I guess currently this... The is, history. This is just the guy in, in the art space right now. You know? This is the guy making the waves. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Again, this is like a rich man's game, so I have no part in it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no part in this discussion. Yeah. I, I'm an outside observer. This is what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to make sense of all this, you know? I, I, I know even if I have money, maybe my mind will, like, something happens when you actually acquire money, like, the neuron yeah. shift a little bit. Yeah. All of a sudden, Your this taste looks a little is more all attractive. of a sudden finer. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm wondering if that's what's happening here. Yeah. Or is it like. Is it like a dick measuring contest? Is that what's happening here? People with money, it's like, yo, I yeah. But at that point, then you can just bid two hundred thousand for the next art, like yeah. But it, I'm thinking there's like history to this piece, right? The connection to the legal aspects of it. See, I see value in that for sure. Trevor Jones's background, Jose Devil's background. Okay, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces there. But for then sure. you could have like Keanu Reeves do an art piece, <laughs> exactly. And then all of a that's sudden, it's like at. a million dollars for yeah. the NFT. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I think that's what's eventually going to end up happening too. Like right now, these are the big players of the art, NFT art space. There's tons of artists out there, but they're not. They're doing not this. in. Yeah, they're, they're not, not doing, doing this. this. Yeah. They're out there actually selling million dollar art oh, pieces yeah. and stuff. Hundred thousand dollars like dust for these people. Yeah, they're out there actually like in in the in, in you know museums and stuff. Yeah, 
So like they don't they don't have the incentive to dabble in this space. Once once they start moving in, then like you know I don't know. But like you like you're saying, actually, and we're seeing it on platforms like Rarible, where like just people with big brands, they're they're just creating digital content and mm. they're selling it as as art. Yeah. It's not necessarily art. Like they're not artistic creators themselves. Like you know these influencers influencers like Crypto Chico, mm-hmm. yeah, Bitboy. Ivan on tech, they're releasing art pieces too, and they're they're crushing the competition on the platform. The actual artists, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. Because yeah, we just established it's not the art itself that people are paying for. It's it's it's, it's the, the connection, the uh, the history, yeah. the the background, the esteem being yeah. like affiliated with whatever produced it. I guess. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, all these huge companies with like huge gaming assets, like Halo and yeah. And Pokemon, all these, once they get into NFTs, dude. Oh, look, there's the bull. Oh, yeah, that's it. Let's take a look at that. Augmented reality layer, which uh, can be viewed using his own creative app. Okay, you know, dude, that's pretty fucking cool. Three <laughs> NFTs of increasing lie. scarcity, gold, bronze, and silver. And finally, as a one-off piece in its own right. And that animation, which was a brilliant a, documentary a about crazy world of rare digital art. bought on Nifty Gateway for $55,555. Paso's bull. Now, Pump actually bid on that piece of digital art, and he didn't get it. But what did he do next? He immediately purchased the original painting that the NFT is based on for 55 grand directly from the artist. So this original artwork, with all its texture, Mm. with all its craftsmanship, was worth less than the animation that he pulled from it as a piece of digital art. Wow. Dude, the animation work is is a ton of work. superior to traditional art in almost... Well, the headline here is that the animation was sold for more than the physical artwork. Not by much, granted, but it is a win for digital, nonetheless. That's crazy. But again, animations take a ton more work. Well, a ton more, that's probably an exaggeration, but it takes takes a lot of work. Okay. To do animations. Yeah. Because you got to do frame by frame. Yeah. And still, I mean, it's different. It's that's not, but th- that's not what's of value here because people are making. Yeah, but it is people more are valuable. Anim- people are animating. But it is more valuable because it's somebody spent more on the animation than they did on the actual. No, art. no, I, I agree with that. But like the actual act of like animating something, it shouldn't make it more valuable because like. People produce much more robust and complex actual animations, and they're not getting rewarded by with tens of thousands of bids for their work. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like animation's a skill. Again, once again, it's a widely known skill. Like, yeah. is this guy pioneering some kind of? Sk- not really. Yeah. You know, for sure. I, I don't know, man. I, I. Yeah, this is this is hard to wrap your mind around for sure. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. I think <laughs> if if you've if you've created a name for yourself and you start coming out with art. You're going to be pretty successful because they, they buy that art to mainly support you. Yeah. So, like, my question is, yeah, how did Trevor Jones get to this point? Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in that question, definitely do your own research and, like, start looking into this guy because uh, this guy's fucking doing it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, here's his website. Let's see. Maybe Where we can... art meets technology, trevorjonesart.com. Okay, cool. So I'm fascinated with in- integrating new technologies with my paintings to shift the way viewers understand and engage with traditional work of art. Hmm. Huh. It says the Creative Muse augmented reality app is now available on Google Play and iTunes. Pretty interesting. Okay. So he makes art and then he animates that art with augmented reality. It's so you know what? I'm probably wrong then. Then this guy probably is pioneering something. Nah, I wouldn't call it pioneering. Nope. I would I would call him just using the technology that's out there. 
Okay. It's not like he made augmented reality like himself. No, 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 no. But but he's pioneering the use case of this tech. Kind of like, I mean, I'd consider us pioneering use case of uh, blockchain and well, NFT tech for yeah. like, you know, we're creating digital content. Similar to him, he's creating digital content utilizing tech yeah. made, you know, he's standing on the shoulders of giants. You feel me? Yeah. Now well, that you put it that way, I, yeah. I agree with that. I was like, we're way. trying to do the same fucking <laughs> thing in a way. Like, we're not, we're not claiming yeah, well, to create art. I mean, we, there's definitely like... You know, things, content that's being created on MetaZone that I can justify like being artistic. Mm. As artistic as what we're looking at here, maybe. Yeah, for sure. You know, again, it's subject- subjective. To me, it has more meaning to like the things that people are creating on our platform because I have a personal attachment to it, right? Yeah. So I was like, fuck. Well, so why aren't people buying these things for a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what it's about. We're we're, tr- we're more trying to sell actual like yeah, I don't know utility content, like content that has function. Yeah, and plus the NFTs make you money, right? These. <laughs> yeah, but my but the NFTs actually represent something more than just your name attached to like a painting. For sure. If you own an NFT of like a meta or something like that, like it's actual content that you own and have deployment rights to. And art you know? NFT is closer to land NFTs in the fact that you can only, well, before MetaZone, you can only flip land to make a profit, just like you can flip art to make a profit. Yeah. And with our NFTs, and not to like freaking blow smoke our, up our own asses, but it's more, it's a way where you can make money without having to flip your underlying asset well yeah that's one use case or like one yeah that's that's the pioneering part that you're talking about i i suppose because like what other nft can you buy that makes you money (sighs) i mean i'll have to do some research on that i don't know man like you mean like you're talking about like passively yeah just like it makes you money yeah like uh like egg nests um well yeah okay yeah okay those make you money Especially, it, it you, happened this week. Some some people probably made I don't know. Let, let's say like maybe potentially like uh, a few hundred bucks in, in within yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, just they, because they own this, and this because they own the NFT. Yeah, like an NFT, but it actually does something. Yeah, you know that that produces valuable for somebody else is willing to pay and exchange more value. Yeah. to get something in return. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Shit. I mean, think about it, man. <laughs> for for those of you listening, think about like what NFT out there can you buy that just passively makes you money yeah like other than an nft that represents like some sort of sort of staking like you stake a thousand dollars worth of dye into compound and you you start yielding like a a buck or two every month like that's something different an nft that represents that functionality oh i see i see i see yeah yeah, yeah. which to my knowledge doesn't exist but now that the uh that idea is out there somebody's gonna build it or (laughs) is building it yeah. No, we've definitely uh, had ideas on this podcast before that. Yeah, very similar to. Um, yeah, if you guys are OG listeners, we we used to talk about this thing called imbued, imbued all of the time. Yeah, we still got that website too. Yeah, it's such I, a it's such a clean website name. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna do, it, but like, long behold, like the mechanics of the imbued concept, it's it's it's, it's somebody it's, ran with it. Call, it. It's called meme, <laughs> literally. <laughs> You know, yeah. the only difference is instead of producing like um, like a, a speculative digital NFT uh, beyond that. Yeah. The, all it is is you're producing like art, not art. You're producing, uh, again, a, a digital asset in in the form of like a pineapple or whatever yeah. that, that grants you access to specific art pieces. So, yeah. So back when we used to talk about our imbued concept, we always used to argue amongst ourselves like how. Okay, we can we can create these things called ores that yeah. have like speculative value, 
maybe somebody, if we would have followed through with that concept, maybe a wearable designer would have noticed like, hey, there's a whole meta network going on here of people staking, you know, real hard cash into this protocol, like an actual metaverse protocol yeah. that's producing NFT assets. And now this thing has value just like a like a, a meme asset does, right? Yeah. So I could have taken these speculative ore assets and I could have built wearables with them. Yeah. And now I have like a wearable with, with actual value backing. That's true. It, you know, That's that true. was kind of like the original vision of it. It's more speculative. But these guys I think like that was one application of the use case. Well, that's the point. It has infinite application. Like, For sure. Because yeah. there's there's value, you know, time and money. That's right. You know, staked, staked into, into the NFT. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the meme guys, they, they just built a, a, an actual like uh, a, a, a use case that's in demand, which is art. Yeah. They knew people want art. So they, they have the same mechanic to produce like this, uh, you know, the staking model. Mm -hmm. and, and now people have like a direct reason to, you know, want to participate is to get this art basically. Yeah. I wonder, can you imagine somebody does an art piece and they put your face on it? My face? Yeah. Like, think about it. Like Vitalik's <laughs> everywhere, dude. Satoshi's everywhere. Look at this yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, why would they put my face though? No, I'm just saying, like, imagine, like, oh, like you become a meme, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, think about what Vitalik thinks when he sees this. Yeah, I'm sure he's like super, like, it's like honored. He gets a chub every time he sees <laughs> one of those, dude. Yeah, I mean, come on, it is kind of like honoring in a way, you know. Yeah, the more people talk about you, that you're doing something right. It's like they were sculpting kings back in the day. Exactly. Yeah, I guess this is the same thing. This is the 2020 version of a yeah sculpting of a king. Yeah, these are the like the the Greek myth myth mythics of yeah. our of our like digital era. I'm surprised we're not seeing more Elon and Steve Jobs. Like, oh, they got to be out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Like on Rarible and stuff, people are probably doing that. This is. This is interesting, man. So, like I said, okay, so back to the original thing. Like, art at face value makes more sense intuitively. <laughs> yes, I agree right? with that. Just because, like, it's it's not difficult to understand what an art piece is. It's, this is it. We're what, looking at it right now. What doesn't make sense about art, it's the application of value and the interpretation of value in terms of yeah, the, I agree. the cost. We've we just been trying to figure that out, and right. I don't think we ever will. I don't think anybody ever does. That's why, like, it just keeps going. Yeah. Like art never stops and it never will stop because it's just, all it is is an expression. Yeah, it's an expression. You know, a form of expression. You know, it's 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 began since humans have been around. You know, doing cave paintings, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Like literally, like probably taking globs of their own doo doo and like smearing it on the wall and right, stuff. Like right. this is art back then to them. Yeah, <laughs> but like so. We, we we came to this discussion talking about Decentraland. Like, the shit that's being built in Decentraland is nowhere near as intuitive. Like I said, we could present somebody a, a freaking gun for a CZ. Yeah. This is an NFT. It's a gun. So, like, why should I give a fuck? Yeah. You know, if I'm an NFT speculator investor, there's, a, there's plenty market out there for people with money who are speculating on these things. So how come they're not recognizing, the you know, once once you get PewDiePie or Logan Paul playing Corona Zombies, that's when that gun really has like mass appeal. OK, so that's 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 what. Yeah. So again, so just like the art has a uh, it has to be tied to like some, some an, an entity supporting it, the value. Yeah. Supporting the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's is, true. Which is the artist. Yes. So the the game asset has to have. Like an actual valuable ecosystem, I guess, supporting it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so much harder to build than you know what I mean. Oh, like, for sure, that is so hard. Yeah, because then I mean, you have to make such a cool game that it gets it piques the interest of the zeitgeist, right? PewDiePie <laughs> start, all of a sudden is playing it. Yeah, and all these like gamers are like starting to YouTube about it. Yeah, 
See, the thing about art is like it's such an individual endeavor. Like you don't need a team of people to make art. Yeah. Unless it's like music or something like that. Like actual art. Like it's just the artist. That's it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously it's highly competitive. There's probably tons of people making art, so it's hard to stand out from the crowd. But yeah, man, building a game is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely <laughs> not, not dude. Speaking of, man, yeah. the the launch of the Agnes for Ethermon, we had back-to-back like almost five-hour meetings Making like fixing things, like doing support, like this is just one meta. This dude. is just yo a one <laughs> meta, dude. <laughs> Could Incredible. you imagine like a whole game? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a meta is if you don't know what a meta is, it's just like a piece of a game. Like it's a, a piece ma- of a game. It's like a game. Imagine like you've ever played a game. You interact with different things within that game. You know, and, and as a collective, all those interactions you made—that's the game experience that yeah. you just you've just embarked on and like enjoyed and paid for. A meta is like one of those interactions, basically. Yeah, that you yeah. do throughout one, that game. One gameplay mechanic. Yeah, one mechanic, one something to interface with, whatever. And yeah. right now, yeah, we launched one. There's gonna be many more to come for this specific game and other games. And yeah. But yeah, just that one was such a yeah. I, I, go look at the AAA games like WoW and Grand Theft Auto. You look at their budgets like fifty million dollars, hundred million dollars mm-hmm. a budget for one of those games. Yeah, I mean we're we're starting with zero dollars as a budget. Yeah, and we're using our collective skills and knowledge. Yeah, as far as the developers and game designers go, to make a game out of yeah. thin air. Yeah. So once again, this is like. We're going back to root issues here. <laughs> yeah. As we always eventually inevitably do. Like, it started with one root issue. Like, uh, where's the content in Decentraland? Why well, come nobody's deploying anything? If they only knew yeah, how difficult it was. Exactly. But you know, we're seeing a little bit of progress. But, I mean, we probably saw, like, three, 4,000 filled up plots out of, like, 90,000 on that map. <laughs> and a 1,000 of them yeah. are metas. You yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. A lot of these is metas. A 1,000 of them is metas. Yeah, we've sold a 1,000 metas. That's so ridiculous. A, a, a thousand of whatever content you're seeing out here. I mean, some, some landowners have multiple. Okay, we have actually 500 hosts. Yeah. So we have 500 of these little plots you're seeing are meta owners. So, I mean, we're definitely contributing to a sizable amount of uh, content that's being deployed. Yeah. 500, not 50, not <laughs> 500. Yeah. 500 uh, landowners out there. So that's pretty cool. So we're definitely having an impact. We're, 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 we're helping as, as much as we can. As, oh, like, man, we're, this, we're, is, we're, this is a tall order, that's for sure. For yeah, anybody, any, yeah. any contributor out there in Decentraland. Yeah, because, I mean, like, like, we're, like we're identifying here. Everyone here is an artist. Everyone who's deploying things, they're all creators, just like a, a canvas artist is. You know, it's just a different skill set. It requires a different knowledge base. Yeah. This, but, man, this is a higher bar here of, like, yeah. barrier to entry. Exactly. That's for sure. And that's why I think, like, it's not appreciated yet because the, the barrier to entry is so high that it's so hard to, like, crack this code and, like, produce yeah. something produce something of value. Like, artists have a much easier time of doing that. Like, it's not hard to produce something of value in the For art sure. space because it, one, it's, it's, it's... There's so many apps out there. Yeah. Uh, Procreate, you know, Illustrator. Exactly. I mean, you got... There's so much tools out there. There's not tools for Decentraland. No. I mean, in comparison, right? Yeah. There's In comparison, there's zero tools. I mean, there's tools in the... I mean... I mean, yeah. there are tools. What I'm saying yeah, yeah. is... is, is the the depth and the breadth of tools is not there for creating 3D content and 
game content. It's just not there. Yeah, and I think that's what like that's why a lot of these metaverse projects like the Sandbox and Decentraland and uh I'm assuming, you know, probably Somnium and and Crypto Voxels, it's all about like builder tools to simplify the creation process. But that's that's just dumbing down the art. You know what yeah, I mean? That it is. Builder stuff, you're dumbing down the potential of what's what's yes, possible. I agree. So I mean, there's there's a market for that. There's you know, but yeah, I, I'm more in favor of like uh, infinite possibilities. Yeah, exactly, the infinite ca- capability of the human mind. Yes, letting that letting that exist in the metaverse, letting that like flourish, encouraging that. Yes, yeah, like you say, pr- build the tools for those people to to actually contribute. Yes, you know what I mean. I totally agree, dude. I'm, I'm aligned with that. We're aligned with that. That's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, and that's that's a good place to end it too. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, you guys are aligned with us. Um, give us your thoughts, comment, and let us know what you think. And you know, if you were if you were a millionaire, would you be buying art or would you be buying content in the metaverse? If you were, me- yeah, there's no millionaires here yet, dude. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> if there was, they would have bought that Cyber Mike art piece by now. You know that's I mean? true. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know Cyber Mike. Great again. He's an artist, yes, for sure. He's one of the artists in this in this in Decentraland because he produced one of the most detailed, probably like highest skill capped wearables in existence, and he's demanding a ridiculous valuation for it. Yeah, which, per piece. Yeah, like it's, the whole it's, set is like a million mana, pretty much. Yeah, but but see, he's like self proclaiming, "I'm the fucking Trevor Jones, bitch." Like, I yeah. want my Trevor Jones money, <laughs> and I don't care. Like, I'm not selling until I get it. So, yeah, I, I applaud that ambition and like that that those balls. Yeah, I take some balls. So, Cyber Mike, keep doing it, man. I think one day, like a well with somebody's gonna come in here and be like, just gonna lay down that giant that giant <laughs> willy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just gonna f- just lay it on the table, dude. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be super hot. Yeah, hopefully it happens. I mean, that's I, that's I gonna bring it. attention to the central land just by itself. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, man, we got quite the uphill climb, but things are looking up. I'm I'm hopeful. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm seeing po- greater DAUs. We're seeing more content. The central land team is actually kicking it into overdrive. They're putting out hot shit all the time too. Look at that. There it is. Look at that, man. Cyber soldier helmet. I don't even know how that's possible in the central land. I thought there was like triangle limits and shit, dude. This looks way over those limits. I don't yeah. understand. But he, somehow he did it, man. Look at that. <laughs> Almost three grand for a helmet. That's just one piece. There's six of them. So you need well over 10 Gs just to rock this whole suit. Because like who who would want to buy just one piece? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to buy the whole set. <clears throat> Damn, look at this. A triple goggle. The oh, quadruple <laughs> goggle. Winter Soldier Collection. And he's saying he's going to build a game to support, again... To support the value that he's like assigning to this wearable set, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we'll see what kind of game he makes. Damn, can you imagine coming into the central land flexing this this beast here? Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. You you if you 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 come in with that money and you uh, you buy it and you just stand there <laughs> with it, and people are just gonna surround you. Yeah, just to like be in awe, marvel. Yeah, that's that's the experience that like uh that can't be had. I guess with art. Yeah. I think. Live free or die hard. I mean, I guess it can. I don't know. This is one hell of a fucking space we're in. It's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> but we're in it, boys and girls. So, yeah, let's just t- stop it. Just drop there, I guess. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us at the Block Runner. Oh, one on more Twitter. announcement. Uh, we're we're um we're making updates to CZ, and we mm-hmm. have all intention to have a CZ event within the realm of the Halloween type 
uh, time frame. Yeah. <laughs> let me you know I mean? let me go into MetaZone. Oh yeah, let's take a look real quick before we leave. <clears throat> and we'll probably do an update video here like next week, right before the event launches, and we'll uh, give you more updates. We might have Corv here, we might not. We'll see. So these are the spiders that Corv put in literally today, yeah, like a few hours ago. So yeah, they're not. They don't. <laughs> they're definitely coming at weird angles because <laughs> they don't rotate yet. But the point yeah. is, the 3D assets have been deployed. The animations are functioning. They're crabs, at, dude. They're, they're not crabs. They're spiders, dude. <laughs> they're what moving sideways. About? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we could call them crabs, but no. Nah, nah. It's Halloween, dude. Spiders are creepy as fuck. Crabs are not. <laughs> right. I just want to eat a crab. I don't want to whack it. You with know what we stick. should do is like have a head, like a severed head, just like crawl towards you. Ooh. No, that's creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah, man. Like, but yeah. We're going to have zombies in this bitch, so we haven't even figured out what kind of zombies. So, man, we're in crunch time, Dude. man. We're doing... we get, Once this podcast ends, we got, like, a couple other things we need to do, too, but, like, we have, like, literally a week to deliver, like, a pretty cool experience, and, you know... Yeah, that's one of the things we have to do. We have, like, six or seven other things to do within the week. <laughs> yeah. And what my simultaneously, we're still tr- cranking out those NFT smart contracts. Yeah, we keep claiming like these are the greatest NFTs to come, <laughs> and they're not even NFTs yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, they're getting there. Man, I know it's been a long journey just to get these NFTs out, but they're definitely coming. They're coming. It's it's priority it's, one. It's but our it's in our own interest. See, that's what I like about what we're doing is that everybody that's involved with MetaZone, we're all aligned. Mm-hmm. We all equally want NFTs as much as everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we all want the ERC twenty tokens to represent the interactions within MetaZone, just like everybody else. True. It's like we all want the same things. True. There's just uh, human limitations at the moment. Correct. Like that's that's literally the only thing we're we're dealing with. Very true. I mean, if we were robots, dude, you'd have NFTs in a few hours. AI. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But that's another discussion. <laughs> anyway, that's what we should be building, man. AIs. Yeah. What do you mean? Let, let somebody else edit this video. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Yeah, let them, like, the whole podcast would just be AIs having conversations with each other. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty fucking weird. Every time I see that happen, they yeah. first of all, they always discuss God, which... And then they claim humans are, are too emotional. Yeah, they yeah. always end up like, dude, humans suck balls. Yeah. <laughs> why Why are they in control of things? Like, this is definitely not, like, opt- optimal... Yeah reality yeah. like that humans exist right and these are like the most basic ais and they're already coming to these conclusions that's like, true so i mean elon is on the ball of yeah, being concerned is. with this tech yeah it's <laughs> like i said I mean? if elon's concerned we should all be concerned yeah but it's another one of those things we're gonna sweep under the rug just like global warming just like yeah, pandemics <laughs> just like fucking reality tv show presidents and shit we're just gonna sweep it under the rug it's no big deal. No big deal. And then, like, <laughs> it's just going to hit us in the fucking face like a, a brick. So, yeah. whatever, man. Brace for it, boys and girls. Like, Dude, it's sh- funny how we were, boots. we were in a positive mood. Yeah. And no. then we just... <laughs> pandemics and AI well, yeah, again, takeovers. You got to stay aware, man. You got to be aware. You got to start growing your, you know, your farms and crops. <laughs> you got to start harvesting your chickens and Collecting shit. Collecting that gold, a pile of yeah, useless man. gold. Get ready, man. Because, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, well, on that note, thank yeah. you for listening. And uh, Blockrunner at Metazone.io. Get your Ethermons. Get your Ethermons. <laughs> they end on Monday the 20, what is it, 26th? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Monday. And don't forget to vote. Uh, yeah. Mer- if you're an American. Yeah. You know? If you're not an American. Who gives a fuck. We're going down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going down together. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto.
Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.